A woman's power lies in her silence. Her power is her ability to discern her choice to be silent. A powerful woman isn't silenced, but rather she chooses to be silent. In her silence, she cultivates wisdom by observation of her environment. She's watching others, the world, gauging her opportune moment to assert her voice to make the most amount of impact in how she is heard. The woman who fights to be heard hasn't yet activated the power of her voice. She hasn't yet awakened her inner leader. When a woman leads, she knows the power of her voice. She understands the delicate responsibility she has in achieving the balance between intent and impact. And she knows that in order to optimize her intent and impact, she must be patient. Her silence is a tool to make her voice louder for those who are ready to hear it. In a society that pressures you to be impulsive, to rush and move quickly, the modern woman has become disconnected from her voice, which in turn has disconnected her from her inherent prosperity, potential, and personal power because she's attempting to use her voice and make noise instead of impact. She's hollow in her purpose of her voice simultaneously draining her money flow because money is attracted to purpose because purpose holds value. In this episode, you will feel inspired to step into your inner leader as the wealthy witchy woman by finding your voice through singing and chant. You have a message that has a burning desire to be heard. It's about time you allowed yourself to deliver it with purpose. You are listening to The Wealth Witch Podcast. Hey there, boo. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. You're invited to join me, Amber, your host on a journey of transmuting your witch wounds into wealth. I'm so fulfilled by sharing conversations that initiate you to release judgment and deepen your connection with pleasure and passion. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to awaken the magic of your desires, embody integrity as you expand into leadership, and manifest purposeful and ethical wealth in all of its forms. We are going to talk about the energetics of all things money, menstruation, and manifestation. Because your ability to receive and accept money is manifested in your relationship with worth and value. So if you're a witchy woman excited to enrich your life with wealth, womb wisdom, and woo-woo shit, then you've been divinely guided to let go of the distractions that are stopping you from embracing a life of intoxicating abundance. Stick around, boo. Are you ready to awaken the wealthy witch within you? Hello, witchy soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealth Witch Podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your journey as you activate your wealthy witchy woman era. I am 
really looking forward to this episode because it's a funny manifestation because this is an episode I have been wanting to have published on the podcast back since I initially had the idea in August of 2021. That's how long I've been waiting to talk about this. I came across, as I was preparing for this episode with Malika, I found an old note in one of my programs. So I use this program called Trello to organize all of my thoughts. And I found this old note back in my inspired content that was dated back to August 2021. So I'm really happy that this episode has finally come to fruition. And I think it's because I really needed someone else to come on to the podcast. I had shared my, or I had like my own lived experience with singing, finding my voice. I mean, I met my partner in a freaking karaoke bar for heaven's sake. So, I mean, singing has been a massive part of my embodiment journey, but I really wanted to have someone else's input in this episode, but not realizing that until I had invited Malika onto the show. So to tell you a little bit about Malika, Malika is known as the Chanting Queen. She is an intuitive musician, frequency artist, and Kirtan facilitator. She helps people empower themselves to connect deeper into their body, mind, and spirit with the power of their voice. So in this episode, we talk about Malika's story with discovering her voice, with singing and chanting. We talk about like, what the fuck is chanting even? Um, The connection between your voice, yoni and wealth and some, and talking about like ideal times to use chant and singing as a manifestation tool or an embodiment tool and the ideal times to do that within your cycle. So this is a really juicy episode and I'm excited for you to listen to it. So without further ado, please welcome Malika Salami to the Wealth Witch Podcast. Welcome, Malika. Thank you so much to for coming to the Wealth Witch podcast. I'm so excited about what we're here to talk about today. And um, I'd love if you could start off with sharing your story about finding your voice, like your whole journey with singing and chanting. Start us off with that, please. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Amber. Um, so I guess I've always been a, a, a singer. I've always sung. Uh, it took me a while to, to take that lead into um, what I'm doing now, the kind of guide that I am. But at first it was with choirs and everything, you know, like in the schools. I did the band stuff, you know, like talent shows in high school. It was so hard for me to put myself out there. I knew I had a really strong voice, but I was not stepping in to do a solo. I was not Mm -hmm. stepping in until some of musicians, oh, I haven't told this story in a while. It's fun. Some of the musicians in the high school band that were practicing, they're like, hey, we just heard you sing with the the choir there the gospel was like gospel at school and say would you like to sing uh with us for the talent show we're looking for uh a singer and i was like what uh and then i the song were under the bridge from red hot chili peppers and alanis morissette i don't know (laughs) so it was like really out there but it really actually helped me 
develop my voice, my strong voice, mm -hmm. in a sense of the vocal sound, right? It was not necessarily my inner voice or my core power yet, but it helped me really develop my voice and get out of the choir of the group and then get more. So for me, it was a big opening into the world of singing with musician because after that I was asked to chant uh, to sing <laughs> just sing chant all the time now why right? uh, to sing at my prom at my high school prom so I ended up singing at my high school prom um so I'm like no doubt okay that ages me a little bit here but <laughs> I graduated in 97 here you go so no doubt Alanis Morissette and, I, and it was really stressful for me but like I did it I felt like I, I needed to do it and through all of my young adulthood I've learned to play the guitar to accompany myself. I did a couple of shows with acquaintances and things like that, but it was really later in life that I really sang in a band. It was when I was in university and it became my my side job while I, you know, to pay for the apartment. I was just singing in bands in the bars in the weekend. Um, I've traveled the whole world as well, especially since I was about 25 until early 30s so for many many years I had my guitar on the road and I would sing in the streets so the streets of the world was also such a good learning opportunity for me to get myself out there to be heard mm. to scream sing let's just face it there was a lot of like really loudness um and, and it was a school for me. The road was a school of life. I might have a university degree in teaching, and, and that's a, a, a story for another time, but it did lead me to, um, to really become, I feel like, a musician in my element, singing about the road, telling stories about my hitchhiking journeys, pre-baby, <laughs> pre-mama life, and, and all that. And this kind of faded away when I started settling because I feel like my creativity in writing songs was really related to my, to the road, to my experiences, mm -hmm. the, the learning, the, the growth that the school of this part uh, of school of life brought to me into, into so many different ways, opening up different cultures, different languages, uh, relationships right temporary relationships with people you meet the connections you make um the whole so the whole social aspect of singing in the streets and the bars and cafes and hostels that aspect that uh connection between the audience and the creator like the the performer right like there's like this symbiotic thing that happens you give me this energy and i give you and it's just just so beautiful and that was like an aspect that i really love about performing and the stage and the showcases and like did a lot of contests as well in the french world in saskatchewan and canada won some contests traveled for free into different showcases and put myself out there as a musician uh, in the French world, but I was mostly in the English world. <laughs> Let's just face it. So uh, I didn't have that much content in French, um, but I still, I still went, I still learned a lot from that. Um, so sorry, I'm making a big story here, but Lee, I haven't told that story in so long leading. So it's a good question <laughs> leading from that performing folk world multilingual music to that spiritual chanting that i do now that 
is totally my purpose and how I, I serve um, and my calling for sure. I think that I needed to possibly become a mom, although I started chanting a little bit before. It kind of kind of all was brought out when I recorded my album when I was pregnant with my, my son who's seven now. Um, and how chanting and that spiritual aspect came into my life in my voice but i think that how it became my business how and the chanting queen is how i brought the education the desire to educate to teach to share knowledge my gift for my voice and my music and that spiritual journey that healing journey i think it led me to this 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 passion and, and job in a way it's my work right to to be um chanting leading people and finding their voice and their inner voice like it's an inner voice activation journey right mm -hmm. and i think that all of this has led me to here and thank you for giving me the opportunity to go back in time and uh, and put the all the links together because it's really our past even though our past doesn't define us today that's what people say I don't a hundred percent agree with that because our past actions that they were in our dark side or light side good or bad it still brings all the lessons and the experiences which lead us to what we do today right yeah. <laughs> I think it's so important to hear the whole story because ultimately that story is what brought you to doing what it is that you're doing now and the spiritual aspect of it like your story plays such a large role in why it is that you do what you do and so I really appreciated hearing that because I actually haven't I haven't heard really any of your story before so that was a treat for me to be able to listen to that um, something that really struck my curiosity um, that you said so passively while you were talking was um, you were talking about your 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 singing voice versus your core voice. And I'm so curious about what you feel is the distinction between the two. What does that mean to you? Well, I think singing is about, it still does the same thing in the body. I feel like a lot, the vibration, the frequency, but it's about possibly having a voice and aesthetically to the ear, you know, you don't want to buy an album of an artist who can't sing, you know, like, you know, that the aesthetics is important, um, I think like an, an art piece you look at the wall if you it brings you vomit and, and disgust you don't want to buy it you don't want to see it in your living room right so I feel like it's the same when it comes to chanting it doesn't matter if it's beautiful or not because it's not the purpose the purpose is to um, well open the heart vibrate of course because as we chant we use sound breath and um, and 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 frequency and that sound, breath, and vibration, and that creates a frequency, and that becomes um, the practice of chanting. So I think that when we chant, we open the heart, but we also, we connect deeper with who we are at our core. And I think that is achievable when we open a unlock, that's the word, unlock that core power, that inner voice, mm -hmm. and that activation. And I think that this is what like singing can be spiritual right 
but singing as i said everyone can sing in their shower every like everyone it's it's beneficial it's self-expressive there's just so much but when we chant it doesn't matter what it sounds like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how well you pronounce the words it's it it does in a certain way if you're honoring or asking support from an angel a guide a god a deity of one kind but when you just need to vibrate to move energy mm. to ground then it doesn't matter you could just go with bum, 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 right like it, at, at the end of the day it doesn't it's it's about the um, action and the consequences like the the benefits of it so mm. I think that that's the differentiation and for the that's the difference I see between both but like I know that to activate that deep core to activate that inner voice you don't need to be a singer because everyone has the tool of voice I mean unless you were removed your vocal cords you have the power to vibrate and activate your body in all of the the body the mind and the soul basically and the spirit right like we we move we we shift in in so many different ways and i think this and intention can mm. um practice of chanting and intentionality can heal <laughs> you know yeah so that's the, that's the inner power in a way i mean it's so much more complex but that's that inner voice I feel like what I'm what I'm hearing here like based on what you're saying but also my own personal experience because I I have participated in some of your your chanting rituals before um when I see the difference between like performative singing versus chanting is like when there's performative singing you know there is that aesthetic nature to it like you said and there's potential for being um a subject of judgment like there's like that fear of judgment what are people how are people going to receive my voice whereas with chanting it's purely about the 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 spiritual side of it it's about the release it's about the connection it's about the activation of physiologically that activation and the power that's accessible through chant which a person could experience with singing but it's got a different creative flavor to it I might say yeah. and so I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about this connection with chant these physiological activations that we experience I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on that because I've experienced my own side of that as well that I'll sh share afterwards but what's that what does that look like for you those activations hmm. well I should mention that I do chanting kirtan which is the back to yoga like the mm -hmm devotional and loving yoga the open heart uh, because chanting can be made in english uh christians chant gregorian chant like every culture has chanted for you know ever for since the beginning of existence right so but what i do and what i bring is the the language of sanskrit and pali and some english as well um 
but chanting on its own itself no matter what you do even if it's just toning or um, voice activation with different root syllables from Sanskrit there's always this aspect of, of phys physiological benefits that you get because it starts with the vocal cords again um, it's not only the connector with all of our chakras between our lower and our higher but it's also um, uh, has direct connection with the vagus nerve or the, or the vagal nerve and this is the biggest nerve in our body and it uh, touches most of our organs and um, and when that happens we automatically um, activate our body our uh, our organs our um, hormones like the happy hormones the four different happy hormones so uh, we can also start coughing creating more mucus that we need to blow our nose we can cry because it releases we can burp i burp sometimes in my middle of my chance online with my <laughs> it's like well somebody we're, we're releasing stuff you know like there's no um also it can lead to uh on blockage of that throat chakra like the 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 physiological um um response to a block chakra would be like tightness blocked jaw ulcers uh, voice loss coughing right so it releases a lot so it does have the impact but also on um uh, another biological level it's the hypothalamus i'm probably pronouncing this right wrong but who know who cares <laughs> in the brain that little part of the brain which is in function of all our body systems um kicks in because we're doing a repetition action so it's a meditation but it's active meditation i mean we can be dancing and chanting or gardening and chanting but even when we're sitting still we're still actively consciously breathing right instead of unconscious breathing so we act we're telling this little part of our brain is telling the rest of our nervous system that it's chill guys it's chill we're repeating ourselves for 10 minutes eight minutes six minutes whatever long the chant is depending on the energy so our whole body start to relax so we start you can't come like chanting in a circle online or in person angry and leave angrier like it's impossible yeah. automatically our nervous system comp because we're in constant go 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 our life is stressful even like me having a pretty slow paced life you know not working full-time i know you don't work full-time either you know it's nice we're like i feel like there's a lot of this enjoyment in life but even then we still have stressful things happening so we all have this sympathetic part of our nervous system which is heightened than the parasympathetic the rest and restore so chanting allows our system to have a break mm -hmm. it allows our hormones to secrete more so we can have less depression less so it has like it helps on the blood sugar the immune system boosts like you know there's just so many physiological uh benefits of the action of chanting and somehow it is a more feminine practice it's a more flowing practice it's a more receiving um and and it's a more feminine practice in general for women even if we have our masculine our feminine women are more drawn to chanting drawn to chanting than than men um but i see them 
more and more coming up last circle in Saskatoon I had three men you know it, and it's a small circle so um, it's and then I saw them they all chanted they all used their voice you know I'm just like chicking with my eye <laughs> <laughs> chanting or just just like no they they're understanding they're getting out of their comfort they're getting into their uncomfortable zone i rather do, do, do say that they're getting into their uncomfortable zone to try something different to step into their feminine energy too because all of us have have been so much in our masculine that we need those kinds of practices we need this daily intentional practice whatever it is um to get into that flow get into that lifestyle because it has to become a lifestyle you can't say a couple of affirmations when you come up in the morning and hate your job and scream at people and stress out all day and then wonder why why your life's still you know mm -hmm. murphy's law <laughs> and it's like no i think that we 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 get to choose we get to choose how we plant seeds how we walk this life and and i think that the more we are open to try different things the more we can reap the benefits and see how it goes and i think chanting it's a hands-on practice that has pretty fast results mm -hmm. i mean we can't chant once a year or meditate sitting once a year and expect instant results but i know people have chanted for 20 30 40 minutes and already felt looseness in their jaw so it's motivating to continue and to understand that there are very potent benefits that we can get with the medicine of our own body mm -hmm. yes i found i i have a follow-up question but i want to share a bit of a story first so i i haven't I, i've only done chanting i think just with you the once but i am a frequent karaoke singer and that's actually where I met my partner is at a karaoke bar and so I've been singing ever since I could talk basically and I grew up in a very musical family we all could sing and so by the time I was a teenager I eventually took voice lessons but I had a lot of fear in my body and I'm also a sexual trauma survivor. And so not understanding at the time, like that there was this connection between my voice and, and, and my vulva. And so it wasn't until I started working at this karaoke bar and I started singing, did I actually start to develop more of a voice, even though I had taken voice lessons for years it wasn't until I was in that environment where I was constantly in this position where people had to see me, did I actually find that deeper part of my voice. And so even now, when I'm like, say, singing, and there's a lot like the bar is full, the karaoke bar is full, and, you know, sometimes I get a little bit of stage fright, right? Maybe I'm singing a song that's a little bit I'm stepping into my uncomfortable zone, as you as you put it there. Um, you know, I'm singing something that's a little bit more challenging, and I'm getting that little bit of anxiety in my body, like what most people call stage fright. I find that as soon as I start singing, and in particular, like the low notes where I really like get into my my whole body and I feel my voice vibration just resonate in my whole trunk of my body that anxiety goes away. As soon as I connect with that vibration, I 
feel supported by my voice. And I know that it's because of this connection between the voice and the yoni, the physiological connection, that vagus nerve that you're referring to, both physiologically and energetically, we have that connection there. And it just anchors me. I feel so supported, like, okay, whoa, my voice is, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so supported by my voice right now, yet I'm also giving with my voice. Like you talked about that symbiology, I think is the word that you use. And I Symbiotic. Thought, yeah. Yeah. Symbiotic between the, the audience and the, the performer. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt both supported yet also giving when using my voice. And that prompts a curious question for me. You, you mentioned, um, that women tend to be more drawn to chanting, even though you have some experience, some men recently, but women have been more drawn to it. And I'm so curious if why you might think that is. Um, I think it's the, the feminine aspect of the practice, which mm. is doesn't mean it's for women, but it's a very feminine. It's like that vulnerability. Mm. Um, I mean, I men don't have the connection to the womb um, and the vocal cords as women. Um, I'm talking about biological uh, men here. Um, you know what's interesting I learned recently is that the female embryo, not who's going to become a ma male, but the female embryo, actually the organ of the vocal cords and the womb are, uh, I think the cervix, is that part anyway i'm just going to say the womb because i'm not exactly sure which part of the womb it is but are one of the same organ before they separate into two different organs so and the you know it, they look the same like i've posted about this before um and you were talking about mm -hmm. that anchoring you know in those low low notes and like right away i'm thinking well and that expression, that self-expression, sacral chakra uh, and, and, and root chakra, because safety, security, and connection, grounding, right? The root chakra and that sacral is that sexual energy. Um, sometimes a lot of women feel numb in the womb area. Um, and it's not, and it can lead to pain and sexual intercourse, and it can lead to not feeling anything or feeling a lot of pain during their menstrual cycle or things like that. And it's all physiologically blockages. It could be energetic blockages. I'm not a doctor here or anything like that, but there could be energetic blockages in, in this area. And as we sing or chant and activate the vocal cords, you could just be toning too, breathing too activates the vagus nerve right so um then we start to move that anger the fear the blockages and the self-expression so everything comes together it's like you know it's like slowly slowly you're like collecting the tools and then the healing uh stuff and you're just like healing yourself you just gotta keep going so you've sang all your life you've you, you, you keep doing it and as you grew as a person you grew into your voice as well and that's also related right like to have that confidence um to use this voice in public lots of people are completely frightened stage fright can't even introduce myself in a circle like that anxiety when you need to talk and use a voice or even speak up in a public space or speak speak up at a conference or at a work table 
just say like a lot of people have that blockage and it's very very common I hear this a lot I don't like my voice I don't like to speak in public and there's like this fright but as we learn to move stuff as we learn to vibrate more because that's basically the key it's the vibration then um, we find that courage that inner power activation gives us that courage to speak our truth you know gives us that courage to have an opinion you know and for a lot of people they can't have an opinion in any societal um, meaning they cannot say I'm not okay with this or I am okay with I agree with you they can't even have an opinion of their own because that's the that's the blockage right mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of fears with what other people will think of me you know what's going to happen if I do this what are the consequences of you know because we make choices and 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 whatever area or we we choose whatever area of life really we make choices and the choice to put ourselves out there to speak up to sing loudly and with confidence and with lower voice and power uh anchoring power in, in a bar full of people this is a choice that we make right but as when we make those choices to get into that uncomfortable zone to continue to vibrate more to do more healing whatever it is we we can feel we're the first hand witness of the shifts whatever it is right but it's often you know similar to well i've found my voice i'm able to sing i feel more ease in this area i have less anxiety uh you know, there's often the same. I sleep better at night. Uh, my relationships with my communication with my people have changed because I'm starting to say something <laughs> to value, to wanting to be heard, to wanting to be seen uh -huh, <laughs> with the karaoke like that and to wanting to make a difference, make a statement, take a stand. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is freaking frightening for lots of us and that's that sacral chakra <laughs> blockages that we have and it's also where that self-expression and creativity flow comes mm -hmm. uh, so blocking ourselves from using our voice is not conducive to a healthy body healthy mind healthy you know spirit healthy energy yeah healthy energy field as well the uh embryo thing you were talking about it's the larynx and the cervix there you go i knew i was like i don't want to say too many words <laughs> like but i know there's a connection yes uh, they start out as the same tissue and that's why um men tend to really appreciate oral sex because the inside of a mouth is is the same tissue that is found inside of the vagina it's that same um, mucus something. It's got a special, the, the tissue has a very special membrane. name. No, it's, it's got membrane. an icky, it's got an icky name. Of course, it's got an icky name because we tend to give these icky names to female anatomy to make them sound repulsive. But yeah, it's got a funky mucus something or other name to it. But yeah, it's that like soft spongy tissue that's in the mouth and in the throat. And it's the same that's in the womb space. And, um, yeah, <laughs> um, I love what you were speaking to about how when, you know, singing 
can be a really powerful tool to help you find that connection with more like the inner voice that's associated with your personal power and your identity, like the coreness of like who you are, your purpose, like who you lead with as a person when you are able to, to find your voice. So like talking about sharing your opinions, um, you know, being a leader, I see the strong correlation between women that are, um, women that are sexually liberated have strong, powerful voices. And, you know, there's that strong connection again, because we're coming into that sacral, that root center, that growth center, the creative energy, the manifesting power of your sacral center and how, when it gets moved, when, when it feels safe enough to flow, when the energy is safe enough to flow, it then comes out through the throat and your then your throat then brings that to fruition it's the space where it's the space where you allow yourself to be seen and the space where you allow yourself to be heard and the manifestation of your power your external it's where the internal world meets the external world is in your voice yes and so being able to harness your sense of confidence through something like chanting and you start to notice this ripple effect in your life it's like suddenly your everyday communication is more confident you're suddenly able to build more meaningful connections with the people in your everyday life you start to be able to um, share your opinions with more compassion, have more integrity, take on more leadership roles. Like that's really what gets unleashed when you allow that energetic flow to happen, that chanting can clear those energetic blockages. I so frequently see in the work with my clients is that they get energy blockages in particular with the jaw. The jaw gets tense and they and they identify it as like, um, a resistance that they feel it feels like stress um, and like a ball of tensity or like sometimes it also moves into the throat area where they get a little bit of restriction there and it feels blockages but it also tends to be like in the shoulder area so this whole area of like the jaw and the shoulder and like the middle of the shoulder blades in connection with their very lower back so like that root center, like down at the bottom. And it's that I, and the connections that I see in working with these women is that they don't feel supported in being seen. So their root mm. has that, that restriction down there and that's where their support lies. And then their ability to be seen being in this throat area. So those are the two most common areas of the body where I notice these restrictions or these, um, resistances that they experience and normally this will be the easier one to to feel some release with but it's that deeply rooted fear that lies in the root center that you gotta tend to like peel away a little bit it takes a little bit more gentleness it takes a little bit more compassion when you get down all the way to that root center um but that's where we tend to feel that lack of support and where women don't feel safe enough in being able to express their voices. And I really see chant being this incredible tool where, or, or singing, whatever calls to the woman, 
wherever she wants to start is being one of those ways that it's so easy to just get that energy moving a little bit that get that stagnation flowing a little bit yeah what you're mentioning about um voice women that are more and then sexual energy often have voices that are lower i just wanted to address this before answer your question i really like um what you're mentioning and it's totally true and so i've um listened to an audiobook by stuart pierce lately the alchemy of voice mm. and he mentions the um, how when we enter a room and then his voice is just like you know he reads his own book and he's like the voice oh, it's an but audiobook then, uh, yeah oh. yeah i it's yeah i do audiobook i can't I, I don't know. It's I'm an audiobook kind of gal. <laughs> but uh, so he reads his own book and it's just so beautiful. And he talks about when you enter a room and you have reached that signature voice, that signature note. That's why toning, singing, chanting and using sound as medicine helps us find that signature tone or that vibration that belongs to us, which mm -hmm. activates our personal power he says we can go into a room and there's a like you can be captivated you know those people that have accessed that that have unleashed that signature note because they have the voice that is captivating they have the voice that you're like Ch -ch -ch -ch. he's talking you know like <laughs> that, that let's listen or she's talking right whatever but like it is totally related and i want to answer your question now that you've said but not, not, i've lost it because <laughs> i wanted to address this and i forgot the question you said oh she shoot. i don't think i asked the question <laughs> i was just coming to a natural conclusion of where i was talking um i last thing i said was um oh shit, i don't remember it either <laughs> <laughs> but you know about that personal power um mm. when we have reach that level he says something really amazing and um he says a lot of amazing things in the book and i've remembered a few anecdotes like for example opera singers do not sing it's in their contract when they have when they're in their uh moon time when they are bleeding because we develop more mucus and mucus changes the voice and as we sing menstrual time or not um we release some mucus and they don't want to sing because they're not at their best and their voice changes too the voice changes when we're in our menstrual cycle Crazy. yeah little things like that, that 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 he mentioned in the book and then like that woman who healed herself with toning and intention mm. like from our cancer you know i'm just saying there's this is not something that I've witnessed with my clients yet. <laughs> I've witnessed amazing shifts and also what they're starting to manifest and in clear vision is starting to actualize and they're facing big changes because that's the thing. Oh, that's what I wanted to, to answer a little earlier. Um, we are in charge of the changes that we do. We are like you were talking about women, um, your clients feeling blocked feeling at certain place the lower back issue is relationship right it's communication um and that voice like it's obviously blocked through chakra uh, because this is all signs of blocked through chakra not feeling heard is also uh, uh, 
what can happen when we have blood so ultimately we have to choose we can't just scream louder if we're not feeling heard right or we can't just fake put a put a a thing on our back and continue walking um i have also lower back issues so i get it right we have to decide we have to choose to make those shifts and take charge basically of our own healing and deep connection to that personal power so we can shift the other things it's not other people's fault if we are not heard and i think that's that step that we need to shift from victim mentality to empowered mentality and i might trigger some by saying that and it's okay i'm okay with that but um i i was a victim for <laughs> i was playing that victim role for a very long time so i you know i'm calling myself out as well but like when we start to make that choice to shift that we realize that it's not everyone's fault if they're not listening to us mm -hmm. maybe we're not taking charge and into our home own healing and unfolding and connecting to our kundalini to our fi inner fire inner center personal power uh, you know core whatever to make these shifts happen to feel heard and then when we start doing that and you know you probably see it in your clients too life starts to change like and you might have seen it even in your own as becoming a mom as becoming a co empowering coach uh um or guide i like the word guide <laughs> because right everyone has to do their own work we're, we're there to guide them uh, is that you things shift around the job might shift the people might shift the the eating might shift the way we talk to our partner or family or relationship with our children might shift and and we have to be open to that when and i think that's what fears a lot of people is like but if i start taking charge of my home healing my whole life is going to change maybe probably most probably but we have to to get there so i think that there's so many beautiful modalities and working with someone is so important i am just finishing a one year with a coach you know recently for my business to help me get you know get the results of of, of my of what I put out there, you know, receive an energy exchange of, of my, and I'm working with a somatic practitioner right now and it's shifting the, like, so I highly recommend, and you possibly do as well, working with someone when we're ready to make the choice to change, right? To access that power, that we're allowing ourselves to connect to that core power, that, that personal power that we have. Yeah. There's like so many thoughts roaming through my head right now. There's like three major things that I have as reflection points as what you said. The first thing that I think like the most important, that biggest lesson that I've really noticed with the voice is, so you were talking about, you, you, you said that you can't just talk louder to get heard, right? You have to actually, uh, I, I love that because what I've noticed is there is so much posture in knowing and recognizing when it is your turn to speak. And I think that we are too impulsive with our voices in society. And this has a massive ripple effect on so many facets of our lives. We are 
impulsive in interjecting ourselves into conversations, speaking when it's not your turn, because that messes with the synchronistic timing of manifestation. You need to recognize and allow other people to speak. In turn, other people need to recognize and allow you to speak when it's your turn like this. Everybody plays a role in this and recognizing when it is their turn to speak, but it starts with you. And so recognizing like, where does my voice belong? Is right now the time for me to share this message? Will my message be received? Because not everybody, not everybody is ready for what you have to say, even though it can be impactful. And in fact, could be, it can create a lot of, um, it, it could instead have the opposite effect of what you're trying to create, like giving advice, for example, giving advice, you know, that resistance that you feel with somebody when you're just trying to push advice on them when they didn't ask for your advice. And it's like, they get, you get that really icky bitterness feeling like, oh, why did I waste my energy? on trying to give that person advice when they clearly didn't want it. And then it just creates such a resistance when now that person is even further away from being able to connect with the message because they weren't ready to hear it. So it's recognizing when is my turn to speak and having posture in that, having confidence and knowing like, I know like when, when my voice is ready to be heard. Like I have the confidence in knowing that okay, this is my time to speak. This this is my time for my message to be heard, but also having the confidence in knowing like my voice isn't ready. Like they're, my voice is powerful and I preserve it for the opportunities of when those people are ready to hear my message. And I can recognize when those people are ready to hear my message. And that's been a huge lesson for me because not only does that preserve your energy and it leaves you feeling less bitter and it leaves you feeling more successful but then you don't go on with this feeling of being unheard it's more like a it's more like a i'm yeah a self-preservation and just knowing like i only preserve my voice for those that are ready for it and so and it takes away that impulsivity in all of the interactions that you have with people and you start to find yourself speaking with more intention using your voice with more intention and making a greater impact with your voice when you recognize when it's ready to be heard so I feel like that was like the first point that I wanted to say but you were also talking about uh opera singers and the not singing during their menstrual phase that was what attracted me the most about inviting you onto this podcast. I've been following you online for a while, but as soon as you talked about that, I was like, okay, hey, that's the tipping point. <laughs> I'm now, I'm ready to invite her onto the podcast to talk about this because I, I am such an advocate for women following their cyclical rhythms and, and listening to those cyclical rhythms and taking action that aligns with their energetic fluctuations and so talking about this ideal about ideal times 
during the month for women to chant. You mentioned, so, okay, not during menstruation, not an ideal time to be, to be using your voice. It's because your body is going into that deep physiological rest. This is the time where we're in the deepest point of our feminine receiving energy. We don't want to be seen. We want to hide. We want to rest. We want to go into our internal winter. This is like the opposite of like blossoming, right? It's that I'm going to sleep now. Whereas I see ovulation being like an amazing time to be practicing chant because that's when you're in your most like giving, your most giving. You want to be seen. You want to be heard. You want to be blossoming and, and showing yourself to the world. And so that was a thought that came to me. And then the other thing, <laughs> the other thing, was I don't even remember what you said, but it brought me back to this idea that of what I wanted to talk about about the connection between your voice, your personal power. Oh, manifestation about you know the connection, how bringing wealth into this, the idea of like okay, using your voice to be able to manifest what you desire, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts and and feedback about that. I want to address all the things you're talking about, <laughs> but uh, let's start with the, the what you're just asking now. Something I hear often is I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting for years and none of the things I'm manifesting are, are happening, right? Like manifesting is a, I think it's, it's something you have to bring into your lifestyle. Like this, the word lifestyle comes up a lot lately because I feel like we can't, we have to shift our whole perspective of how we live life, how we take on life, how we um, create that awareness, basically. Developing the awareness of what works, what brings us joy, where we lose our energy because we talk too much. And I wanted to address this because I feel like it could be also a trauma response to overtalk when our um, throat chakra is over open. Yeah. And I know a lot about this because I feel like I had to really learn to balance that. So that's the second thing you were talking about. But with the wealth, um, the manifesting, wealth can be in many, many ways. But like, it's funny because yesterday I had um, a program, a workshop exactly about wealth and manifesting and Lakshmi energy. Because when we start uh, calling and understanding the support that we can get, have from angels, from gods, from Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, all the deities, then we understand that we can use certain angels, certain um, guardian angels, certain gods and goddesses to support us in our manifesting. And Lakshmi is a great goddess for that. And, and I think that I've also had a program recently, it's called The Rich Life, which helps the show and integrate into our life tools to help the concept of manifestation. We can't just journal, we can't just say it once. We, we have to embody, feel, visualize, smell, imagine, contemplate, do all the things. So it, when I say it becomes a lifestyle, so I think everyone can 
manifest wealth and abundance. There's no space for why did she get a client more and I didn't? Why is this person getting her land and I'm not? You know, there's because I'd like a land and I don't have it yet. But there's like all this, these choices that we make or we can work on finding gratitude for what we have now and what is ours to claim. But that also requires some work. You can't just become a manifester. I am manifest, you know, right? You can ask for signs. You can do a few things. But I think it's the embodiment of the whole practice of claiming it. And, and to be able to claim it, we have to do the work to get there. And the work is different from for everyone, right? It's just the healing. It's just stepping up and raising our frequency right because when we vibrate when we vibrate higher like just our our own frequency when it raises because we're, we we live through less of those lower vibrational emotions and 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 situations and traumas and triggers and all of the stuff that keeps us lower when we start raising our vibration we can attract this wealth it is totally possible and it's right there i personally am living proof of that as i removed my tutoring clients this month and my income was replaced automatically until the end of the year mm. i'm not buying my land yet exactly i'm not buying my land yet right but i have zero stress money wise to do what i love with clients that were no longer serving me. I mean, they're great, but it's just not me anymore. And clients with the voice activation, right? That came in. So we have to trust to believe, but we have to also do the steps that are required to call in that wealth. And the other thing, I'm so glad I'm remembering everything right now. You talked about the menstrual cycle and that seed cycling and the, the, the different seasons and everything. As I'm writing the content for my program right now my six month program i am connecting to the moon even more and the moon doesn't necessarily mean menstrual cycle but i think it means the more you understand the more you get into your intuition sometimes i'm super creative and i'm gonna record sh shit tons oh, sorry lots of content even when i'm bleeding i mean i'm sitting my brain is going my energy is flowing i'm gonna record it right? This is what's happening. So we have to also listen to that creative flow that comes. Am I going to go for a three kilometers walk with my two dogs? No, you know, that's not the energy that I kind of have. So also feed that energy with the cycle of the moons and, and understanding that sometimes it doesn't make sense with the moon. We're just super creative. We're just super menstruating and the moon is supposed to be rest, but we got, we got stuff. Sometimes we have to go to work might have to take it a little bit more easy that wealth that we're talking about is being able to take the day off when mm. you bleed right that wealth is about that too people see it always as money well it is money if you can take the time off that means you are wealthy enough you are secure enough in that flow of energy that comes in from in in, uh, in form of money to come to you but that's also wealth that's also listening to ourselves and sometimes we have to work when and we have to parent huh? when we are menstruating you just can't take a break from that all the time unless you have daycare or support but often this is just the way it is but we can pace we can pace ourselves we can give ourselves grace and the list of things to do doesn't have to be as um 
as big as, as another day when we're feeling. So like really listen to our inner clock, our biological energy. And that's also part of that creating that awareness and that like lifestyle journey, like that lifestyle journey. <laughs> <laughs> that lifestyle on its own uh, in the journey of life right but that lifestyle of taking breaks understanding our rhythm our inner rhythm basically right I think when you connect with your cyclical nature it is only then that you truly begin to embody time wealth because you begin to understand and you begin to recognize that cyclical pattern, that that flow that you get into. So for example, when you're menstruating and you're like, you know what? I am going to take the day off today. I'm going to allow myself that grace. That grace is a form of time wealth, you know, giving yourself that space, that grace, honoring the fact that you need time to rest and knowing that the rest that happens during menstruation is like so much more powerful and it fuels you throughout the rest of your cycle when you give yourself that time to do that. And then recognizing, okay, I'm taking my rest now. I know this is an investment of time that I'm taking right here. I'm investing my time now to rest. And I know that this investment in time is going to pay me off later today. So like this morning, this morning, normally when I drop my son off at childcare, I would come right back home. I would sit in my office and I would get right to work. But today I was like, no, today I feel like my body really wants to go for a walk. I really want to go for a walk today. And I want to soak up all of the abundance that um, that nature has to offer me today. Well, during my walk, I had this massive download this crazy creative download. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for listening to yourself. Because had I just gone into my office, I wouldn't have been open to receiving the messages. My mind would have been so focused on other things. And sure, those things would have been productive. They would have been helpful. But I've been waiting for this download. I'm working on a project that yesterday I was like ready to start working on, but I was experiencing some resistance. I was like, mm, something's not quite come to fruition here yet. I'm going to write this idea down and I'm going to wait for the download to come. Again, another investment of time, planting that seed, acknowledging it's going to come back to me. And so I was like, okay, it's going to come to me at some point in the next couple of days. Well, I had the intuitive nudge to go for a walk. Boom, there's the download. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was so grateful that I took that time to invest in myself because it was both good for my physical health to go out for a walk and, and soak up some fresh air, but it was good for my spiritual health and it was good for my financial health because I'm using that idea to implement into my business, to attract more clients, to help more clients, to help fulfill my purpose, spread my message out. Like it just has this big ripple effect and that really starts with time wealth. And I really have been so much valuing my time wealth lately because I think it is the most valuable form of wealth that anyone can have. But unfortunately, it's also the one that most people take for granted. And I really see urgency culture as being the biggest thief of time wealth is pushing people to like, like Nike slogan is just do it right? Like we just got to do it. We just got to go for it and, and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but then we come back coming full circle back to when it's time to use our voice, you know, knowing like, wh when is it okay to insert myself? 
When is the appropriate time? Because you're recognizing like, yeah, coming back. Because yesterday, if I would have tried to make that content without actually having had the full download at, it wouldn't have been well received. And it would have been, I would have experienced resistance in trying to create that. And that's all coming full circle into like sacral, voice, time, using it at the synchronistic time, waiting with, um, instead of waiting, if people don't like the idea of like sitting and waiting, like for, cause people are impatient. If they don't like that idea, I like to think of it as active anticipation. I'm actively anticipating the, the synchronicity to come to me and I'm aware of when it's going to arrive. I'm open to receiving it. And once it's there, boom, that's when I'm going to take action. That's when I'm going to use my voice. I love it. So rest is productive. Like whatever people guilt that 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 people have for resting, you know, like work hard, play hard. I don't believe in that. No. <laughs> Me neither. So rest is super productive because it allows us to I like to drive. I get a lot of downloads when I drive. Like seriously, unbelievable. I walk like twice a day minimum, so I also get ideas um sometimes even mantras like prayers in english um that come through uh, walking um and there's something else that i wanted to respond to rest is productive oh yeah and time is energy you know it is when we have more time you have more energy mm -hmm. when you understand like that's something that i'm learning with my um the person i'm working with right now is like you can hear that time is energy or you you can hear it until you actually hear it until you actually comprehend understand live it and then it because it's no longer how much are you worth you know in terms of money how much are you charging for a program how much, it's no longer about that it's about energy if your energy exchange of giving uh and what you're receiving is enough then then you've you've got more energy for something else for the mm -hmm. you know so it's a, about um that rich life again like i like that the concept of wealth you say time wealth i say that rich life mm -hmm. you're rich because you have more time i'm rich lately i was like i'm rich because i walk my two dogs separately i'm so rich <laughs> people are like how do you do that i have to pay a dog walker i don't have time to walk my dog well i said i got dogs that are with me 24 7. sometimes i go to the city and i leave them behind because it's hot in the car and all that so they're alone one day every two weeks you know but like i live at home i work at home or i got the dogs with me when we go to the forest i have you know i'm a dog person lifestyle and i was like i'm so rich i can walk my dogs separately you know these mm. are that gratitude right those those moments of deep open-hearted joy and fulfillment and that's for me is wish um it's rich is that time wealth energy that you're that we're talking about and i think that we have to start shifting our mind about well i should be paid for this month per hour well lots of people are salary people and it's okay <laughs> it's okay to to have that i personally like to work part-time uh, like what I do and like that exchange that I get. But if you go to work every day to work for someone else and you have that negative uh, animosity, resentment, disdain for what you do and what you're exchanged for money, it's not a healthy exchange. And I think mm -hmm. everyone that experienced that should 
not necessarily just quit their job <laughs> and go blindly uh, but think about making shifts for this to happen because we need to to feel that this exchange of energy money is energy time is energy it feels good feels fair and then we can charge whatever we want at any time as long as it feels like a good I, I volunteer I'm organizing a festival right now you know for like without getting paid because I feel like that energy um, of, of building community for women in that way is 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 gi giving me back you know there's mm -hmm. no resentment of the volunteer choice that I've made uh, I couldn't do everything volunteer obviously but this is like that energy exchange also that I will get from all the women coming there like I feel like a you know we're doing this for all of us as well for everyone but for us as well as as we're going to learn to grow but i think it's very important to understand deeply what it means just hearing it is not understanding it until we can actually like live live the the exchange that that i'm talking about yeah i think once people hear that money is simply a representation of value in, in its physical form, it's just value represented. Once you start recognizing value in all of the ways that you have the potential to receive value in life, money no longer becomes the focus. And it's really about where, where can I receive value in life? Where can I exchange value in life? So you talking about your, your volunteering and how that feels like an equal exchange of value. I, I'm putting words to that. That's what I'm hearing when when you're talking about that is like you're receiving an equal exchange of value. There's equal nourishment that happens that you, you're giving to help support the creation of the festival, but you're also receiving value from the participants or the fellow fellow women that are help helping to facilitate the, the festival, et cetera. There's equal exchange there. And so- I think that's one of the biggest shifts that I notice in particular with the women that I work with is that when it comes to wealth acquisition, money manifestation, once you recognize it has nothing to do with money and everything to do with your relationship with value and if you feel supported in receiving value, everything changes. Everything changes when you recognize that yeah no totally um i feel like we we get we are stuck until we're we're not you know it's it's a hard thing to teach without doing the work we can't just become in that place and i also have had harder lessons with money too where i because i have I, there was fear of lack you know the money stories that we hold um that was keeping me where i was that i it's not so much about only the self-worth but it's also about um the trust mm. surrender to the unfolding of the journey and once again it's hard to understand and deeply what these words mean until we actually experience them but those money stories that we hold on to are well have never served us sometimes it's trauma 
sometimes it's past life's trauma or ancestral trauma that we're carrying and sometimes it's uh, our own life in this life in this body trauma that we're but we have to recognize that and that also takes some humility and mm. and work with shadow as you know work with the shadow work with the ego to to remove those blockages that are not allowing us to claim again once again it's to claim it and um there was like there's like those conventions sometimes in the coaching world of how you should value how much you should make per month you know when i see a coach tell me about how much they make it's like this is irrelevant mm -hmm. <laughs> like i don't care how much you make right like it, it's like nobody cares exactly how much we make i think what's important is to understand the value as you mentioned of of the work that we do and the exchange that we're getting mm -hmm. and 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 that's part it's also a key in the manifestation pro process you know yeah yeah absolutely mm. this feels so juicy to me and it feels like a very open-minded part to come to a conclusion of our episode in I'd really like to take some time to offer you some space to share how our audience can connect with you. Any offers that you have that you want to share, please let us let us hear them. Well, thank you so much, Amber. Uh, we have a festival coming up, a women's festival mid-July in Porcupine or near Porcupine Plains, Saskatchewan. So you can get in touch with me uh, or follow us on Instagram, Sacred Woman Festival. Um, other than that, I have a few programs and offerings, including uh, some stuff for men and women, or just women. I have a membership, a chanting membership, which is really more there to create that accountability for us to, to join to three times a month and to chant together. Um, there's a six months mentorship programs and one-on-ones available everything can be found on thechantingqueen.com but i'm pretty much the chanting queen everywhere um if, if if anybody wants to get in touch with me or follow my content online thank mm. you so much for having me amber i love this discussion i love this podcast i think we uh it was really interesting it could have continued <laughs> for another hour <laughs> yeah easily. yeah yeah thank you for coming on as i was preparing for our episode today and i was thinking the chanting queen i just i i found myself singing abba's dancing queen but replacing it with chanting queen you are the chanting queen <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on listeners those links uh you will find in the show notes if you wish to connect with malika further uh for your ease and pleasure Again, thank you for coming on and listeners, I will connect with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Each message that I share is enriched with expansive, passionate, and purposeful energy. If you felt awakened to your evolution, please pass on that energy by downloading, subscribing, and sharing on your favorite social platform. Click the links in this episode to enroll in the Wealth Witch freebie library and subscribe to the Wealth Witch email list to receive updates about the podcast and all of my offerings. 
Be sure to follow at the.wealthwitch on TikTok and Instagram for more daily and easily digestible messages that awaken your inherent abundance. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to sharing more with you in the next episode. That's it for now, boo. Now go make some fucking magic.